Listener Production. Michael issued me a warning the night before. Dal, there's a fair bit to camping. So I said, like what? He goes, you know, food, what are you going to eat? Where are you guys sleeping? It's going to get dark, you'll need torches. I shut Michael down. I said, I've been camping before. And also, I'm organised, right? I had an extensive list of things that I would need, from an esky filled with the required food to sleeping stuff and headlamps. He was working, so he couldn't come camping, and I was taking his two precious boys away with me, so I understood his concerns, but I was also like, I'll be fine. I started packing the car on Friday. The esky took up most of the boot of my car. In went dinners, headlamps, torches, groceries, beers, simmers, goggles, swags. Random bits of paraphernalia from cups to a chopping board went in the passenger seat. It was as Michael had warned, a fair bit. And with an hour of playing Tetris in my car boot, I understood why people didn't like camping. At school pickup, I buckled the kids into the car and set off. It was another steaming hot day and I cranked the aircon and two of my girlfriends with their respective kids followed me. It took us about maybe two and a half hours before we were at our destination, Melinda Falls. Then began the setup. Again, like Michael had warned, there's a fair bit involved in setting up a campsite. Tents opened, pegs in ground, sleeping stuff inside the tents, chairs set up, esky out of the car, beers open. But as the valley soaked in the golden light of dusk, a feeling of wonderment settled on me. The kids were running around having the time of their lives. We sat around the campfire talking and toasting marshmallows. I looked up at the stars, reminded again of our insignificant place in the cosmos. In the tent, I looked at my sleeping children, rosebud lips and marshmallow remnants on sticky chins. It was lovely. I woke up to the romantic sound of gentle rain on the tent. And that's when the trip started to go downhill. Because with small children trapped in a small tent, while rain teems down outside, the amount of activities available are limited. I blearily sculled my can of coffee as I attempted to placate the small children in my tent. Outdoor activities were insisted on, and so I stood outside the tent being buffeted by wind and rain. There were crying children, wet children, whiny I'm hungry children, soaking wet from rolling around the grass children. We gave up trying to make our tent a dirt-free zone. Little feet had traipsed in a variety of materials, including dirt, grass offcuts, mud and chicken feed. It was 6.40am. We went underneath the sole shelter in the campsite and decided to go into town to see if it was any drier. It wasn't. A couple of sausage rolls from the local bakery, a romp around the local park, a detour to the Crystal Caves. After living what felt to be decades of my life, I checked the time and was dismayed that it was only 10.53am. We went back to the campsite and had lunch. Back to the soul shelter, back to Wingy Kids, back to the I don't feel like chicken wraps, I want soup debacle. I thought surely we're going to bail on camping, we're going to pack up our sites and go home. I looked to see if anyone else was close to quitting. I was already there, I just needed someone else to quit first. No one said anything. We glumly looked out at the rain. My boys decided that they wanted to swim in the falls, and so we made our way down the steep moss-lined path. The rain soaked us before we had reached the bottom. My boys paddled in the brown water. I saw what I thought was a log, but really, it was a platypus. Frolicking, taking its time, 
enjoying its leisurely bath with no one around. It disappeared beneath the surface and popped up again. I wasn't sure if it was searching for food or just having fun, but I marvelled at this small monotreme. Just like looking at the cosmos above, the platypus gave me perspective. It didn't care about the rain, about my perceived problems of wet weather. It didn't care whether we were getting wet and that we had run out of dry clothes. So maybe I should be more like a platypus and just relax and just go with the flow. I thought about the platypus the whole afternoon. Every now and then there'd be a patch of sunlight and we'd all run around like mad on the grass. The sausage sandwiches were left uneaten. We were in our tents at 6pm. The wind buffeted ours and the rain pelted on the waterproof cover. And yet we were cosy inside in our warm little cocoon. The next morning my car wouldn't start. I'm ashamed to say that I wasn't like a platypus and I screamed, fuck, in frustration. My girlfriend found someone with jumper leads in the caravan park. The car started back up. Driving back home, I thought about whether there's a greater meaning to life. We work, we get to go camping, we get to spend time with our family and time with the people we love. That's a lot, right? And magic moments are just ephemeral moments in time. And if you don't stop to recognise them, it's as if they never happened. So let me leave you with this. I'm still working on this skill too. But today I'm challenging myself and you as well to take a moment to appreciate those magic moments. This is really important, especially if you're having a demanding day. Maybe it's the sun shining on your walk to work. Maybe it's listening to this podcast. Might even just be having a coffee with a friend. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Terea Pitt's Pep Talk. Follow to get new pep talks every day. Listener.